Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Welcome to episode 18. Like seriously, that's a one and an eight put together. Here we are in 2022. What's so exciting about a new year is you get the opportunity to improve you. You become a better version of you. Like where else would you much rather put your time? Where else would you invest your time? You, you, you. This year is about you. As I've said before, and I'll keep saying it again for 2022, you do you. A huge shout out to our new followers from Spain and Malaysia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. I'm really excited to bring you today's episode because you know what we're going to do? We're going to be letting some shit go and we all need to let some shit go. Why? Because if we don't let shit go, one, we're going to bring it into this new year. Two, it's going to hold us back. And number three, if you don't get out with the old, there's no new coming in. Brene Brown once said, feel everything, let go of everything, or you will be held captive by everything. I'm curious, have you ever felt held back? Maybe you're still holding on to stuff from the previous year and you bring it into this year. Maybe you've had situations or significant events that have happened that you just don't want to let go of. Remember what Brene said? Feel everything. She's not saying just let it go. She's saying feel into it. You need to feel to heal. Then you can let go. And until you let it go, you are a prisoner of your current situation. And we don't want to have a 2022 year like that. Life by design is your goal this year. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to aim for. Those are the action steps that you're going to take. And by holding on and not letting go of everything, you will remain stuck. So let's check out some of the benefits for letting shit go. Number one, you can't change the past. We spend way too much of our precious time dwelling on the past. Hands up if you can relate. Hands up if you're still holding on to shit that's controlling your life right now. Put your hand up, put your hand up, put your hand up. Number two, you create space for something new. Out with the old, in with the new. Number three, you will be stronger and we all want to be stronger. When we decide to do things outside of our comfort zone, when we let go of the stuff that no longer serves, we grow. We become green and growing uh, rather than brown and rotting. Number four, you will experience a new sense of freedom. It's like walking up that hill with a 20, 30 kg backpack. And then all of a sudden, you've got to keep walking because the next chapter's coming up. You just get to dump that. It gives you a whole sense of freedom. And then the last one is, you get to appreciate you. You get to appreciate who you are and who you're becoming. I really love this quote, and this requires a pen and a piece of paper. Same, same, 
nothing different different. That quote is by Ursh. You just can't take the same action steps that you took in 2021 and then expect that you're going to change your whole life for the better. How can you improve or upgrade your life if you do exactly the same things that you did last year? It's just not going to happen. So if you don't let go of the past and make peace with it, it will haunt you for a lifetime. That negative energy will weigh you down. It will deter you and hinder you from leading a life of fulfillment and achievement. You may not think it, but it absolutely will. So why do we hold on to the past? I don't know about you. I've repeated this pattern over and over again for numerous years. People quite often hold on to the past because they confuse feeling with reacting. I want you to think about that. If you grew up seeing anger as an outburst or sadness as withdrawal, it could make sense that you could see emotions as a warning sign rather than an avenue for healing. The challenge is, in order to heal, you have to feel it. Again, we tend to avoid feelings. I'm curious, have you ever avoided feelings? If you have, I really want you to know that that's normal because so many people have never ever been taught how to express their emotion. So instead, we turn to vices, we turn to things like food, we turn to things like alcohol, drugs, sex, Netflix, and let's not forget smoking. You know, and this makes us suppress our emotions even more, which actually means that we don't deal with how we're feeling which makes us feel shut down. It makes us feel sometimes confused. It makes us have and use emotions as outbursts. We become more reactive as opposed to more proactive. So if this sounds familiar to you, I want to suggest now is the time to change the pattern, change the behaviors, change the strategy that's no longer working for you and apply the new principles. Are you ready to figure out what shit you need to let go? Today I'm going to share with you my top five. What are the five things that I'm going to leave in 2021? Okay, it's time for that pen and paper again. Let's look at our top five things that we need to leave in the past. Let's look at the shit we need to let go so that we can embrace all the crazy cool shit that's going to happen in 2022. Number one, no more shoulds. Number two, no more frickin' people-pleasing. Number three, the need to be in control. Number four, no more negative self-talk. That shit certainly has to go. And last but not least, emotional vampires. Those bastards, they've got to go. They're draining your energy and you got shit to do in 2022. All right, let's start at number one. No more shoulds. So why is that important? Now, if you have just completed the mini series, I spoke in depth about this. If you keep telling yourself, I should, I should, I should, I should, you end up shitting all over yourself. You get me? We don't want to enter 2022 like that. While should is a bad word to use with regard to our own actions, it's equally dangerous when we actually direct it at others. When we tell others what they should do, we extend our judgment onto them. 
We don't know what others should do, so there's no reason to use words that suggest otherwise. Now, when I read that, when I was doing some research for this podcast, I sort of went a little bit bright red. I may or may not be guilty of telling other people what they should do. Perhaps you can relate. Perhaps you have family members that you feel need your input. Did you know that shoulds are an active form of self-criticism? They suggest that we don't accept who we are, and when we criticize and we reject ourselves, even in just such those little manners when we're using the word should, we create anxiety and stress in our minds and in our bodies. One of the things I learned at TCI uh, from one of the mentors there, Matt Lavars, he mentioned in one of the seminars that he was running is every time we make a little promise to ourselves and we don't deliver, our confidence goes down. I don't know how many times you've said, I should, I should, I should. I should pick up the bread today. I should take the dog for a walk today. I should set the alarm and get up earlier today. I should do 20 laps of the pool today. All of those times that you make those should promises to yourself and you don't deliver, no matter how small they are, your confidence takes a massive hit. So we're not going to be doing any more shooting over ourselves for 2022 because we've left that now. It's in 2021. When you say you should do something, it means you're not doing something that needs to be done. So the last sentence wasn't exactly telling you anything new, but the truth is telling yourself what you should do reinforces the idea that you are not enough just being yourself which means you're just reinforcing the negative. And rather than motivating yourself with encouragement, you're using a lack of self-acceptance. This leads to feelings of guilt, anxiety, frustration, and self-hatred. This word makes you basically feel the same way as you felt when your parents lectured you about the things they thought that you should be doing differently. The word actually focuses your attention on what you did or didn't do as well as what you should or shouldn't do in the future. You will end up dwelling on your shortcomings and failings and you're less likely to look for and identify solutions and next steps. Should is basically a guilt trip and the word sucks. So let's look at how do we stop this, because this is a big one. I don't know about you, the word should is used frequently in my vocabulary, and I'm aware of it. So one of the things that I do is I focus more on why do I want to do that particular thing. So let's say it's the new year right now, and so many of my clients have reached out, and their number one goal is to drop weight. I should lose X, Y, Z amount of weight. Now we turn around and we focus on that and we go, why do you want that particular thing? For example, instead of saying, I should lose weight, remind yourself of why you want to lose the weight. So an example would be, it's going to make me feel great. I'm going to be able to fit into my clothes. I'm going to have more energy. I enjoy feeling uh, tighter, leaner, stronger, fitter, more flexible. I feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel more confident. Hell, most of them will just say, I just feel more sexy. And there's nothing wrong with feeling more sexy in 2022. So I want you to take 
a pen and a piece of paper when this question comes up and you start noticing the word should I want you to say or ask yourself why do you want that take five minutes to think about your reasons and write them down now here's the thing you need to aim for about three because your reticular activating system is going to be a little bit challenged with this and what this is going to do is it will help you get to the root of what you really want to get out of your shoulds okay let's move on to number two no more freaking people pleasing can I have a round of applause people if you know hand on heart that you are a people pleaser that means you're putting everybody else's needs before your own people pleasing is not good for you why because you're not living your life by design you're no longer the CEO of your life instead you're actually the slave to everybody else you see a people pleaser is someone who tries hard to make others happy they will often go out of their way to please someone even if it means taking their own valuable time or resources away from them people pleasers often act out of insecurity and a lack of self-esteem they can often be a perfectionist rehearsing what they're going to say before a phone call styling their hair meticulously in a in the mirror and spending hours browsing the internet for the perfect smartphone that defines them wow did they just write about me hmm let's dig a little deeper 10 signs that you are a people pleaser feel free to use your fingers number one you say yes to parties you don't want to go to number two you often say sorry for small things number three you feel anxious when people are mad at you number four you laugh when others laugh even if it's not funny number five you offer to help someone even if you're busy number six you pretend to be interested even when you're bored number seven you break your values for others and you feel regret later number eight you feel responsible for others emotions number nine you don't have your own opinion number ten you just can't say no Ta -da! first time in my life 10 out of 10 100 percent maybe possibly most definitely let's have a chat about the benefits of people pleasing quite simply there are none so stop bloody doing it the only benefit is to everyone else around you harsh yes but oh well remember I said right at the beginning 2022 is all about you that means you do you you do you first you do you second and you do you third so let's look at how we can stop people pleasing for 2022 we have to start with delaying the no I want you to make a rule for yourself that if someone asks you for something your default answer is always let me get back to you you can actually say you have to check your schedule maybe your to-do list or your spouse do whatever you need to do to buy yourself some time then you will have some space to think about it and respond on an email a text or with a polite no this is a much easier way doing it in person and it gives you time to make the right choice remember the right answer let me get back to you is always best and for the hardcore that just want to go for the jugular just practice this n-o means no 
No is actually a full, complete sentence. No excuses, no follow-up is needed. N-O spells no. So take a breath, breathe it out, and then just say no. Number three, the need to be in control. Now, why does that matter? Because when we need to control the outcome in every area of our life, that becomes tiresome. That means that that's using energy that could be used in a more resourceful way. That could help grow you. That could help you take those little baby steps needed to make the big steps necessary. That can help you move out of your comfort zone. By letting go of controlling external factors, you increase confidence in yourself. I'm going to say that again. You increase confidence in yourself. This leads to improvements in physical and emotional health and a greater sense of strength and mental fitness. You will experience increases in performance at work and more joy and freedom. Trying to control everything sets you up for an unrealistic expectations, stress, commitment issues and unhappiness. That's why it's a good idea to give up control every once in a while. There are some things in life that we can't control, regardless of how much we try. I want to share with you a story about my health and well-being last year. So I was diagnosed with a liver disease, an autoimmune uh, liver disease, right? And that meant that I was getting blood tests done three times a week for over three months. In fact, I felt like I should have been the lab technician. So in those first three months, I, I would get my blood test sent to me, and I still do to this day, right? So I used to, every two days think I'm going to get a better blood outcome, I'm going to change my diet, I'm going to get more sleep, I'm going to take the right um, supplements, I'm going to do my LED therapy, I'm going to do my ozone therapy, I'm going to do my alkaline therapy, I'm going to do my spiritual healer, all of those things I thought that I could control. Let me tell you how much time and energy that took. A lot! It took a lot of energy. You see, I wanted to control the outcome of my blood tests. Like me, little me, thought that I could be in control of my blood tests. Now I had over 70 blood tests last year and the first three months I tried to control the outcome of every blood test and I would take it personally if my numbers were not going down or if my numbers weren't staying the same. And in about March last year everything was looking good and it was slowly moving, you know, the the blood markers were coming down and I thought yep we're well on track now and I've got control of this and then come along March, boom! blood markers off the charts again. This was an external factor. Now I spent weeks analyzing what I could have done better. I blamed myself until I booked in with my coach because this was keeping me awake at night. Like it was having an impact in other areas of my life and I wasn't showing up because this was one contributing factor that had a control over every other factor in my life. And so once I got coached and I realized, huh, trying to control the external, trying to control the things that I have no control over, how's that working out for me? Well, let me tell you, it wasn't working out for me. What I learned back then was if you try to control things that are outside of your power, then this will leave you feeling deflated, like you failed, like you'd let yourself down. And this is really important because if we continued with this behavior and we continued with this habit and we continued with the strategies, this is going to make our energy decrease. 
Like we're no longer going to be able to show up in all the arenas of our lives the way that we should. It's not going to be a 10 out of 10, that's for sure. It's going to be like a 3 or a 4 out of 10 in the areas that you want to show up in. This means that we're spending energy on the wrong things, which means we're feeling run down. We're feeling tired. We're feeling unmotivated. We feel like we are not achieving our goals. In fact, we don't even have the energy to try. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you've had a time in your life where you've wanted to control the outcome of a situation and you weren't able to because it was out of your control. Maybe your kids wanted to do a different career or have a different career than what you had in mind for them. Maybe you've had a recent breakup. Maybe you've recently lost your job or maybe in the past you've had conflict with family members or your boss. This is a really common thing for so many people. And I want you to know, if you've experienced this, if I can come through it, so can you. So let's look at how we can let go of control. So we can use affirmations. When the need for control really gets in your way, affirmations act as an important role to encourage and motivate you. Number two, you must have faith. Number three, this was really important for me. Live in the present. So I found myself living in the future all the time. And so I did lots of meditation to bring me back to the present. And then number four, accept your lack of control. And be okay. Trust in everything. The universe always has your back. Let's move on to number four. No more negative self-talk. Why is that important? Why does that matter? It matters because what we think about, what we speak about, and what we write about, we bring about. Your reticular activating system, the universe is always listening, it's always watching. So whatever we say to ourselves, we're going to bring more of that in. Whatever we write about ourselves, we're going to bring more of that in. Whatever we speak about, we're going to bring more of that in. If you're thinking and saying negative things, then you're bringing more negativity into your life. Negative self-talk can actually take on many different forms. It can sound grounded. I'm not good at this, so I should avoid attempting it for my own personal safety. Or it's downright mean. I can never do anything right. It may seem like a realistic appraisal of a situation. I got a C on this test. I guess I'm not good at maths. The inner critic may sound a lot like a critical parent or a friend from your past. Negative self-talk is an inner dialogue you have with yourself that may be limiting your ability to believe in yourself and your own abilities and to reach your potential. It is any thought that diminishes your ability to make a positive change in your life or your confidence in yourself to do so. So negative self-talk can not only be stressful, but it can really stunt your success. Focusing on negative thoughts may lead to decreased motivation as well as greater feelings of helplessness. This type of critical inner dialogue has even been linked to depression, so it's definitely something we need to fix. Those who find themselves frequently engaging in negative self-talk tend to be more stressed, this is a large part due to the fact that their reality is altered to create an experience where they don't have the ability to reach their goals that they've set for themselves. So let's have a look at some of the consequences of negative self-talk. 
limited thinking. The more you tell yourself you can't do something, the more you will believe it. Perfectionism. You begin to really believe that great isn't as good as perfect and that perfection is actually attainable. In contrast, mere high achievers tend to do better than their perfectionist counterparts because they are generally less stressed and are happy with a job well done. They don't pick it apart and try to zero in on what could have been better. Feelings of depression. Some research has shown that negative self-talk can lead to exasperation of feelings of depression. If left unchecked, this could be quite damaging. Relationship challenges. Whether the constant self-criticism makes you seem needy and insecure or you turn your negative self-talk into a more general negative habits that bother others. A lack of communication and even a playful amount of criticism can take a toll. One of the most obvious drawbacks of negative self-talk is that it's not positive. That sounds simplistic. But research has shown that positive self-talk is a great predictor of success. For example, one study on athletes compared four different types of self-talk. Instructional, motivational, positive and negative. And found that positive self-talk was the greatest predictor of success. People didn't need to remind themselves how to do something as much as they needed to tell themselves that they were doing something great and that others noticed it as well. So no more negative self-talk. So let's have a look at how we can minimize negative self-talk. Number one, catch your inner critic. Learn to notice when you're being self-critical so that you can begin to stop. For example, notice when you say things to yourself that you wouldn't say to a good friend or a child. Give your inner critic a nickname. Now I call mine Bitch. That's right. I have an inner critic that I call Bitch. And it sounds a little like this. If she starts on her little high horse and tells me that I'm not good enough or she comes in with that negative chit chatter, I just turn around and I say to her, Listen Bitch, that's bullshit. You see, when you think of your inner critic as a force outside of yourself and even give it a goofy name, it becomes less threatening and more easy to see how ridiculous some of your critical thoughts can be. Another thing that I find that helps me is saying it out loud. If you can catch yourself when those negative thoughts appear, simply saying them out loud can help you. Telling a trusted friend what you're thinking about can often lead to a good laugh and shine a light on how ridiculous some of your negative self-talk can be. Lucky last, no more emotional vampires. Why does that matter? Because they drain you. I'm going to say that again. Emotional vampires drain you. And you've got shit to do in 2022. You don't need them sucking your blood. You don't need them sucking your vibe. You don't need them bringing you down. You need to surround yourself with people that are going to fill your cup. As Rob Dahl said just recently, I know that I am who I am because the people that I am around. You are the product of the five people who you align with. You are the product of the five people that you hang out with the most. So I want you to have a look around your current network right now and are those people growing you or are those people keeping you safe? Are they pulling you back and are they stopping you 
from being the best version of you. You see, when you decide you want to grow, other people get upset. They don't like it. That scares them. How do you know if you've got emotional vampires around you? These are some of the signs. Lack of support, toxic communication, jealousy, controlling behaviors, resentment, dishonesty, and patterns of disrespect. Emotional vampires are people who may be frustrated about something or have gone through life-changing situations which could, have le could leave them feeling depressed. While most people recover from setbacks, emotional vampires may not have done so. Have you ever interacted with someone and later found that the experience drained you? You may even feel that that person had a negative vibe you try to consciously avoid them. It literally feels like they suck the life out of you. There are people who energize us and make us feel positive. On the other hand, there are people who make us feel defensive and negative, and they can also make us feel like we're not good enough. Energy vampires also can become moody and distant. So you walk on eggshells, expending even more energy while praising and admiring them just to keep the peace. They can negatively affect your self-esteem to the point where you believe something is inherently wrong with you. They gotta go. There is no place for them in your life for 2022. Some of them you can't get rid of, like your family. What you do have control over though is how much time you decide to spend with them. So minimize it. I wanna share a quote with you from John Gordon. Don't let negative people drain your energy. Focus on your positive energy and kill them with kindness. Energy vampires are no match for your positive energy. So how do we control our energy vampires? One, we identify who sucks us dry and makes us angry. Don't be reactive when they push your buttons. You also need to set very clear limits. Remember, no is a complete sentence. And for you spiritual people, visualize a white light around yourself to keep their negative energy out. We can't walk around with garlic, but we can walk around with a white light around us. And I quite often use the white light. So it works every single time. It may be a little bit woo-woo for some people. Give it a go. Your energy is so, so precious. So please protect it. Remember, energy is contagious. So I'd love to know, how are you intending to show up today? With high energy, a level 10, or low energy, a level 1? The world needs you. The world needs your energy. Right now, the world and the planet is struggling with negativity, stress, and fear. So if you go and shine bright and your energy is contagious, you will make a significant impact on the earth right now. That is your mission today. So let's just recap those five steps. No more shoulds, they are gone, thing of the past. No more people pleasing. The need to be in control, let it go. No more negative self-talk and no more emotional vampires. Woo, that was a pretty big session today. So you may need to listen to this one again. And if you found this useful, 
I would love, love, love for you to share this out with friends, with family members, for anyone else right now that you know is really focused about having a phenomenal 2022. Those people that want to go to the next level, those people that want to show up fully, rise above and take other people with them. Send it to them, share the link with them, post it on your socials. Together, Let's ensure that 2022 is the best year ever. Let's go, let's go into it with intention. And let's bring as many people as we can with us. When you do you, that gives permission for other people to do them. And if you do that and you show up in all your glory and all your strength and you allow yourself to shine, then you give permission for all those other people that may be a little bit scared, a little bit intimidated, not ready to come out fully. That's important because you need to lead by example. Everybody needs a leader and girlfriend, you are that leader. When you lead and you inspire and you empower it makes it possible for other people to have hope. They get to dream too. They get to see the difference and the impact that you're making on your communities, on your family, and they want to be a part of it. This means they get to shine. Then they feel happier. They have more confidence. They feel empowered. And that's because you decided to take the bull by the horns and own 2022 like a CEO. Rock forward 2022, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.